Welcome to the OC154 podcast, episode 3, part 1. I would like to start off this episode by extending my gratitude to you. Thank you to everyone who supports and listens to our podcast. A special thanks to our new listener in Lesotho, There are now new ways of supporting and contributing to this podcast. We now have a YouTube channel which you can use to leave your comment about each episode. You can also engage us on Twitter. Just search for OC154 Podcast on both platforms. Or you can even email us your feedback or suggestions of the topics you would like us to cover on info at oc154.co.za info at oc154.co.za Lastly, you can also check out H's audiobook channel on YouTube. Just search for Audiobook Masters SA and you can find there all the chapters of I Write What I Like and many other audiobooks. I know that we don't put up episodes as frequent as we wish. I apologize for that. I'm going to work very hard to try and fix that in the coming weeks. Because it has been such a long time since we released an episode, I hope you won't mind this long intro. But maybe a bit of an explanation of why sometimes it takes us some time to give you an episode might help to give you some context. So sometimes we actually do record episodes that we end up not uploading. As an example, there is an episode that we had recorded before this one, but I'm not 100% confident about the quality of our conversation. So I'm going to hold on to it for now. But another important reason is that we do take some time and effort to prepare for the episodes because that is the only way we can ever hope to improve on the quality of the content we give you over time. And since we do not have a lot of experience in this, like I said last time, it takes us a bit of time to take some of the topics that H and I enjoy and some of the reflections of our day-to-day lives and converting all these thoughts and stories into a good conversation that you will enjoy listening to. I would obviously like to keep our conversations as natural as I possibly can on one hand, but on the other hand, I would also like them to have some depth and to be dynamic. And to achieve that, it requires a bit of preparation and thought processing. So hopefully we can become more efficient with this as time goes. And I really hope the effort we put into preparing for the podcast can start filtering into our conversations. What is this preparation that I'm talking about really? How hard can it be to just share my views about some of the stories making the news, you may ask. And my answer lies in one of the foundational reasons I wanted to start this podcast in the first place and my vision for it. To become a real alternative to the mainstream media and social media by engaging in well-thought-out, genuine conversations. Because with mainstream media, the problem now is that out of desperation for ratings, they're always on the lookout for sensationalistic content because that sells at the expense of sensible, balanced and nuanced conversations. While social media, on the other hand, is a real shit show, Twitter in particular, you can never have an adult conversation with anyone in there. So the objective of this podcast was to try and fill up that gap, that gap of rational and sensible conversations that are not condescending to the audience. To achieve this, my plan is that we do some hard work behind the scenes by reading and listening, but also to work on the quality of the conversations on the day of the recording, and also keeping our conversations as dynamic as possible. After recording this episode 3, I was starting to get really worried that our content is becoming too repetitive, always landing up in the same points of discussion. That is not the kind of a podcast I would be interested to listen to myself. I would find it too predictable and monotonous in terms of the level of analysis. 
So I'm going to try a little experiment here. And you can let me know what you think of it. After the release of each episode or a series of episodes like this series of episodes 3, I'll compile something like a post-mortem episode, so to speak, where I record an episode to reflect on some of the topics that we could have engaged better or do a deep dive into some points that H and I touched on that could be of great interest. Some fact-checking of some of the claims we make during the main episode and so forth. I think this will also help keep our introductions shorter because sometimes I try to squeeze in some of these things into the introductions. Hence, they end up being so long. Further, you can also provide us with feedback on our YouTube channel in the comments section or send us an email and to recommend some of the topics that you would like us to discuss, like I have mentioned. Lastly, on this point, because I want to ensure that we give you content more regularly, some of the episodes I might have to record all alone because we would normally have to wait for when H and I are both available at the same time before we can record an episode. And sometimes it can happen where weeks and weeks go by before recording can be possible, given that H also has recording to do for his audiobook company. Now, into today's episode. We start off this episode by talking about the weather, the UK weather. Yeah, I know, I know. But I promise it is not as boring as it sounds. Full disclosure, this is not part of the conversation that we typically feature in the podcast, to be honest. Because we start recording as soon as we get into the call, so that we can start naturally flowing into the topics we had planned to discuss on the day. So trust me, we did not plan to discuss the UK weather in this podcast. The reason I decided to slide in this conversation to the podcast is because the conversation takes an interesting turn and it touches on some of the things I want to discuss on our post-mortem episode. We then take a quick dive into an extremely controversial topic, which was sparked by the Dave Chappelle's recent comedy special on Netflix, The Closer, the topic of the LGBTQI SS+, and trying to get to the bottom of the outrage that we see leveled at Chappelle. Age, being a big fan of Dave Chappelle gives us his philosophical perspective of the arguments that Dave Chappelle puts forward in The Closer and tries to weave together Dave's arguments from all his other specials over time to put this particular special in perspective. I also share a very disappointing experience that my friend and I had with a group of gay guys back in our days as students, just to add into a point that H had made. On the aftermath, there are some contemplation I had about the difference between sex, sexuality, and sexual orientation, and how these interact with the social politics into today's day and age. I'll go do some reading on this, and I'll give you my full analysis on the post-mortem episode. On the flip side of the Dave Chappelle special, there is also a topic of Black Lives Matter versus Black Consciousness. As we take a look at chapter 14 of I Write What I Like, and how the Black Americans conceptualize the idea of race in a country where they are a minority versus how the black South Africans and Africans at large should be thinking about how we should assert ourselves in the world, in the continent in which we are a majority. H gives us a case study of Thomas Sankara during the 1980s Burkina Faso and how he stood his ground against the French colonizers. This is another part of our conversation that I would really like to explore further for a post-mortem episode. We discuss this and many other topics. Please be on the lookout for part two of this episode as we continue our conversation. But for now, enjoy part one of episode three. Hey, 
And then is it really raining and dr- and wet? And yeah, even now as you speak, it's raining. Yeah, it's always like that. Like the sun is a ray thing. That's how. Yeah, like when yeah, I haven't seen the sun for quite some time now. Yeah. Ooh. Like people talk, then, like that's why that's why you talk about weather. It's like ah, it's nice and warm today. Because <laughs> like it's a thing. You see, people say talk about weather is boring. Now it's not boring. Like when it's nice and warm. Like, sure, it's really nice. People send emails when it's when it's sunny. They say, "Guys, enjoy the sunny Manchester weather today." Mm. It's like a big thing that the sun is out. Yeah, like mm. now, but like a couple of days being like this. Even when it's not cold, still yes. cloudish. Yeah. yeah, yeah, no, God had to punish someone. <laughs> no, 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 but you, you say that I had something about like the the black people in America. Because the thing about it is, like when you're black, your skin needs more sun. Yes. So you have a need more. So they said there's something about like the depression, the percentage of black people who are depressed because of mm. the uh, vitamin D deficiency. Sun deficiency. Oh yeah, yeah sure. You need it more because your your skin is adapted to most to the more sun. sunlight than 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 the less melanin. Yeah. So oh, it's, okay. it's not a punishment for them. Yeah, it's a punishment for for me. Oh yes, because I was with someone that time more than they do. They oh, they can yes. get by with this weather. Yeah. No wonder they are paid. Like, guess it follows. Yeah. I, it follows. I know someone who, because of working from home, they yeah. don't get out as much as they would. Yeah. And they just got told that they need vitamin D in their system yeah. after they got checked. Mm. So I guess it follows. Yeah. I don't know if it's the other way around. I don't know if their skin needs. It's pale, therefore it needs less sunlight, or the other way around where it's it's light because it needs. I think it's light because they don't have enough sun. I think that's why. No, but it's an evolutionary thing. They they their ancestors like well adapted to this environment, so their skin ended up needing less of it. But they do need it. Like it's something that we all need, like across the Yes, board. yes, I'm just saying less of it. So I think it's a the more melanin you have, the more sun you need. You need. Yeah. Okay, sure. So they're still adapted to weather where they need less than you, you and I need. No wonder they maybe that's why they are depressed so much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> With because you see, so apparently this is so But they say black people who are who are depressed, depressed. they are more they deficient have. than they are because their skin is, is adapted to this less sun. Mm. Yeah. Oh, which for? But we all need the sun, though. Yes, Maybe we all need the same just to decrease, yeah, just to defend. Oh, okay. And also, probably they'll be more sensitive to the to when there's too much of the sun. Oh, so hence you can tolerate more heat than they do from the sun. Sure, they call them the SPF 50 gang. That's when they're referring uh, to white guys, and they yeah. need sunscreen and whatever. Yeah, you see. Yeah, and your skin can tolerate it more. Can tolerate more intense sun because it's adapted to that kind of sun. So, that so apparently, Cecil John Rhodes' first move to South Africa was because it was medically mandated. They told him to go oh. get a little bit of sun. Like it was too bad. Like he was getting too pale and it was deficient. So there was like a vitamin yeah. D lacking. They yeah. said then he went to Africa at like sixteen, seventeen, somewhere there. Okay. And got more 
Indeed. And he got more than the sun. <laughs> he, got, he got more than the vitamin, vitamin D. Vitamin D and, and half of the country. That's kind of funny. So, Giral, I was listening, because I come from the shops now, actually, the shops now. I was listening to, to the again, uh, no, I have to say defending Dave Chappelle. Yeah, because this argument, it's not an argument per se, but it's just saying, ah, come on, guys. Dave Chappelle is a nice guy, whatever. But then also this this thing of you guys need to watch the special and get his point because I'm mean, like I, I still don't get what what are people who are criticizing him saying? What is he saying that special that is so transphobic? I, I don't know. So I this think it's this friend of his, this lady, and obviously was making fun of her on along the way to a comedy special. Mm. And then what 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 did he say that is so like? That got them so hard up. So I think it's, it's, it's him lining up with what J.K. Rowling said. About the, uh, the, 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 the like gender is a fact or... Yes, um, gender is or, a fact. And the fact that he said, you know, he's, he's team turf, which is... Uh, yeah, yeah. Is it, I think it's trans-exclusionary um, oh, radical feminist. The ones who, who believe... Trans women should be treated as trans women, not as as women. Women. Oh yes. Oh. Yeah. So okay. you are saying this team that which follows with his um, gender is a fact thing. Mm. But, but at the same time, still doesn't follow. Being cancelled for. Ah, you can cancel Chappelle, man. No, no, no. no yeah, <laughs> sure. But I'm saying being like protesting is that a. The right way to go about it because they uh what's his name joe Rogan now are saying if you don't agree with his point of view then make your own special <laughs> and make your own argument because it's an argument like because the, the argument i've had from those kind of what is it uh tef, uh, the, those women kind of, yeah they say the, the struggles sure. they have to keep up with being women yeah. their whole life yeah challenges like a different class of challenges compared to uh, what they the type of challenges that trans trans women are facing which, which is very true that's something to be it's not so insulting to say that is it and i think that's the point that chapelle is trying to make that the whole thing that's making us go up and down around this issue is because it's white men who want to do these things and it's not that exclusively them but yeah. because they've got an interest in it being accepted within society right they can create uh, the right tools, whether it's corporate tools, to to make it palatable to everybody without criticism, if you get what I'm saying. Because it's 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 a the idea that gender is a fact, I, I, I don't know how it is disputable. You know? I, I don't think it's it's disputable at all. Uh, and for me, what turns the corner for me is 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 Castasimina won't lie. It's it's the Castasimina story. Who's yeah. not transgender? She's intersex, right? Intersex, yeah. Which is which is natural. Like it's, a, it's, it's not something she had to go under the knife for or go through hormone therapy or whatever it's called. Yeah. She's she naturally like that. Yeah. And she's being denigrated because of the level of testosterone she has. Yeah. Naturally, but. This defense doesn't come to someone like her, for example, who, if you were trying to say 
uh, trans men would have more testosterone generally, right? Yeah. Then, <laughs> then women. But okay, can I interject there? They, they do go through the therapy too. I don't know whether is it to suppress it or to just add yeah. more estrogen. Yeah, it's to suppress and add more estrogen. But I yeah. mean, the biology, you can cheat biology so much, man. Yes, yes. <laughs> but yeah. the truth no, but, is... No, but, yeah, but I, I don't know if that would be... Because with her, it's a, in a spot, in a sports realm where... I'm not saying they're right or not. I'm just saying this is the argument. The, the argument would come from a place of the whole... The session is giving her competitive advantage. Uh, it's not to say she's not allowed to intersect or anything. It's an argument around... Does it give her unfair advantage over other women? I don't know what the right answer for that is, but that's the argument around it. It's not sure. allowed or not. So, so, so on your, on your, I guess your concern about why don't they use the same defense for her? Because this one is an identity argument, not a competitive sport argument. Because the one Rogan, Rogan has like a like a serious problem with because there's this. I don't know how widespread it is, but it's. Looks like it's, it's an in thing now where a lot of guys who are in, in MMA because he likes MMA a lot yeah. are becoming transgender women now and getting into the sports and now competing as women. He he's so against it. He fights against oh, it. Wow. Yeah, it's a thing. But I think there was even a lady, a standing lady, a transgender lady who who broke some records. by just an average uh, athlete became a woman. Consumer now is and and that one day it's not just a competitive sport it's a physical fighting mm. sport not just running on the track where you just be faster like, like literally you. beating another woman up so in a sports context is it's it has different tones to it so because this one yeah. yeah well it does have different tones but which should make it easier to 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 allow someone to compete if they've got a natural advantage whatever it may be versus someone who identifies in a certain way and then tries to suppress in the way that they can but out of pure identification and not necessarily out of what would be sitting biologically you get what i'm saying so it seems to be there are certain identifications that you have that seem to carry more weight and the trans community for me is following in that in that realm that okay because we identify this way uh, we must just be allowed at some point controversially so i think this is is rooted in patriarchy as well this is just a dismissal of of women as they were naturally to this idea that you can just move because what's true is that as much as i think chapelle tries to make this point in a funny way <laughs> He says, if you were sitting, uh, if he was in the bathroom, and then, uh, tra- okay, trans men, what's a trans man? It's the someone trans, who's... It's trans, the gender that you now in. So, if you're a man and became a woman, you're a trans woman. If you're a... Yes. So, he says, if he was in the bathroom and a trans woman came to him, and he's in the bathroom, and he's in the cubicle next to him, or the urinary yeah, thing yeah. next to him, and then he's dressed with makeup and whatever. Yeah. And then that trans woman pulls out uh, her dick and then starts peeing. Yeah. He's like, no, he thinks that's that's perfectly fine. There's no yeah. problem with that. Yeah. And then if it was a trans man who came into the bathroom, mm-hmm. but now has to lean up against the urinary uh, <laughs> toilet yeah. Yeah. because they don't have a dick, he's thinking... 
that's even much better than, than yeah. the other. So what are we fighting for here, really? Because either way, yeah. it works. Either way, it works for him, yeah. And I'm saying it works for men because I don't think men would really mind having people with vaginas around them, to be fair. <laughs> Which is why I'm convinced the whole argument is rooted in patriarchy. And really, like you, 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 you are not holding in high regard the fem- the women experience in this, yeah, in this world, man. Like, yeah, I think I think Chappelle also made the same point, but it's a point people like to to make a lot. You know, there's I don't know which magazine is that in America that voted, uh, Caitlyn Jenner, yeah, the woman of the year. She was a woman for nine months during that year in which she was voted. <laughs> So I think yeah, I, and I, I don't. I honestly don't. I don't know how I feel about it. I, I don't have a solid position on it because they do. Well, they are a minority as well, and then there are a whole lot of arguments about the struggles that the LGBTQ community faces. Uh, I had they they even added SS now on the on the alphabet. I forgot SS. So at the end of LGBTQI SS. I don't know if it, SS comes first or at the end. It's going to start being a thing now, you'll see. In the alphabet. The SS sub- standing for what? I forgot what it stands for. I, you can search there. I forgot what the SS. I had it very recently. Um, LGB, so I don't know if you, it's SS, LGBTQI, or it's LGBTQI, SS. Oh, perhaps it's the other way around. Let me see. I'm searching, I just heard about it. I haven't oh, seen. yes. There's S plus, two spirit. Yes, that's the one. Two spirit, yeah. That's what it's for. What's that? No. You can read up then find out what it means. Even. <laughs> yeah, I heard about it recently, like two weeks ago. Like a hey, two spirit, yeah. So SS. Sounds like a South African slang term, man. <laughs> two spirit. Two spirit. <laughs> it's like a slang term you'd hear in South Africa. Like, like a song that Questa uh, could make. Oprah. <laughs> <laughs> Do they edit at the end or at the beginning? Yeah, it's at the end, so it's almost LGBT, LGBTQ 2S plus. Yes. Yeah, okay, it's always a plus, obviously, yeah. Okay, it says, two-spirit, an important term within some indigenous cultures and some indigenous people, meaning a person with both a feminine and masculine spirit living in the same body. This is often used to describe sexual orientation, gender identity, and or spiritual identity. Okay, uh, 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 I don't know what to say about that. I still don't understand what that means, to be fair. But I, man, in, at the COVID, I know exactly how I feel about the whole thing. I just, I've never, I don't know how you can create a personality around sexual preference. It just doesn't follow for me. Like, we're all human beings operating within two realms entirely. There's... Like, whatever else you create, I've said this before, you still remain within one framework. Like, you can run, but you can't necessarily hide from from the truth <laughs> the truth of of how we've been created as human beings across the board. Like, I, I don't know, man. I just don't see how you can create an identity over your your preferences of, of, of sexual identity. Because sometimes my question is always, can you tell then? How do you tell? What do you mean? As someone. a person who identifies or, or like as, a, someone. as a other person, how can you identify a person of, what do you mean? Yeah. You know people are darker in skin color than others, right? Yeah. Uh, then someone maybe, as a social construct, then gets told they are black or yeah. someone gets told they are white. But the difference is there for you to see. 
Yeah. It's, it's this other one. What, how do you tell? Because oh, from their Twitter profiles, huh? <laughs> <laughs> they'll put it there. They'll put it there. <laughs> they'll tell you on their Twitter profile. Because you can't even tell. You know, uh, Stephen Gacy. But, but, right? but why does it? Why does it matter? What's what are you trying to get to with that with that question? Or why does it matter whether you can tell or not? It's the same way as, for example, yes, you just spoke about the race, but it's also mm-hmm. let's say tribes in South Africa or anywhere else. Yeah. Um, there's no way to tell if someone is Venda or Zulu. Exactly. So why 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 does it matter whether you can tell? Yeah, because the differentiating factor, for example, even with a with a with a Venda Kosa Zulu person, would still be like a language thing. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? So this one. Its differentiating factors is comes down to sexual preference, right? Yeah. Which we have no way of knowing in in my assessment. Like I've got no way of knowing. Yeah, but what's the implication? What's the implication? So so. Th- the implication therefore... for me is that given how how loose it is, how the rest of us can identify you, whether you are sleeping with men or not, or you're sleeping with women, right? You just leave us wondering as to who's who in the zoo while people are human beings at the end of the day because you're not constructing color for example right and you are born into a um people who are speaking satsuan or something like that and then you end up speaking satsuan but when you are born into one of these sexual ideas right (laughs) i don't know how i say why i said it like that but when you're born into one of these sexual ideas how and we can't tell right Hmm. it's really what you're doing We've got no way of looking at someone and saying they are this because they are doing this and this because we can't see it. If I'm speaking to someone and they say, and they speak in Khosa, sometimes they could be white, for example. doesn't mean they speak, uh, they, they identify with the Khosa culture or whatever, but they can speak Khosa. Do you get what I'm saying? But if someone who's white and someone who's black, you can see the difference, not necessarily in race, but in how these people look. Mm. I don't even want to bring it down to race. So my argument with uh, how loose the differentiating factors or the identification factors are for the rest of us within society mm. makes me wonder if you can actually rally and collect yourself as a group or as a personality around something that is really has got a loose distinctive factor because we are not sure what is happening, right? as to what identifies you in this particular way. So I've heard arguments that just because you are sleeping with men does not mean you're necessarily gay, which I could take, but then I, what's the cause about it? Because, okay, because I guess that's why it's called a preference, it's called a sexual preference, uh, which and I think they accept that uh, classification. Uh, but it being a preference, why, why? Why does it need to? I still don't get why does it need to be distinctive? Because there, there are still some things. Um, I'm trying to think of examples that uh, you won't necessarily be able to tell from just looking at a person, but uh-huh. they still, we still regard them as something that matters to their identity. Uh, hence, I made that example with with uh, e- the enough enough to personality, like uh, that that your personality centered around that. I don't think there's anything like that where you've got a distinctive element enough or something you identify with enough to rally around it as a as because, a definitive okay. Okay, nothing to do with your character man okay, but, let's say, with your character? Yeah. but let's say some let's take something like um ideologies 
There are people who identify themselves with ideologies. I'm a Marxist. Yeah. I'm a sure. capitalist. Yes. But it's something someone will have to tell you that they are. Mm-hmm. There's no other way of telling, except if they have green hair, then you know they're feminist. But other than that, there's no other way to tell that that person walking down the road is definitely mm-hmm. a, a right wing. Sure. So, 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 but there, but you still accept that 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 guy is a Marxist. We don't. But that we don't, doesn't. We don't need them to 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 say it. To wear a t-shirt written it or anything yeah. like that. We still accept it as part of their identity if they they regard it as. So it uh, can be part of their identity, but it doesn't move to a, a personal existence. Like there's nothing personality about it. That person can move from. SACP to ANC and move from a communist to a capitalist. I mean, who's this? Bladen Zimande is a, he's the secretary general of the SACP, the communist part. Yeah. But he's a minister in government. He's not trying to bring in the proletariat to bring down the forces. You get what I'm saying? So this loose way of existing around even ideologies we may come up with has always been there, but not enough to create a personal sense of existence even as a to the, to the extent of your personality like this is how you identify yourself and if you identify yourself like this what are its consequence factors if you get what i'm saying now that you identify yourself like this it doesn't move to your personality so maybe another one would be like religious people okay religious people across the border human beings yes right? but because muslims have accepted that they've got certain rituals of existence they then organize um, there are marriages in a particular way. Mm. They organize their dress codes in a particular way. And this follows from the concept they've created about what it is to be a human being. right? And those things now go far and beyond how they sleep with each other. Ideally, the idea of creating a personality and an identity always transcends the mandane things of life you get and as far as i'm concerned sexuality remains a mundane activity but the muslims because they carry an ideology which speaks to how they see the world how they see other human beings amongst them how they see women how they see church would be the same with 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 christians as well you are you adopt this ideology enough to transcend certain mundane things and you connect yourself with all these other things. And I am still struggling to see these connections enough to create a personality outside the idea of your preference of sex. So that's what I mean, that, okay, you identify like this, but what what are the other mechanisms? Like if you're also fighting for merit. Yeah, all that you are is, your entire personality is, is, is built around your sexual preference. Is that what you're saying? And even if it is, what are the characteristics now of this personality that you've adopted around the sexual preference? Because sexual sex is a mundane life activity, mm. enough to create a character out of it. I'm not so sure you can create a character out of it that exists outside the mundane things of life. It's got nothing to do with connections to uh, the world, relations with other people. We're all just living again. And when it comes to it, and then I hear stuff like, no, you can be having sex with other men while you're a man doesn't necessarily make you gay. It tells me that they must, they might be more. Because, and I'm interested in... So because there'll be an identification for that preference as well. Because then sure. be, what do you call a man who doesn't... Okay. Can I tell you a, a funny story? <laughs> so 
uh, you know my friend. I actually what? met him last week, Sunday, actually. Is it? Where, where mm. about Santin? In Rosebank. I Rose was um, meeting someone in Rosebank and he was there with some with white Bokka. lady. And with some Bokka. two ladies, two black ladies and some white lady there. Okay. When we, when we locked eyes, we realized we are all not where we are supposed to be. <laughs> yeah. And we just laughed with that level of... Uh, yeah, we just both... Yeah. <laughs> just so he's, both so he's like... The situation, yeah. What are you... What do you want here? And yeah. I'm also like, what do you want here? And so it follows like that. And who are you with? <laughs> who are you with? Who's that like, lady? <laughs> who are you with? And then it, yeah. it was just fine, man. It was just yeah. fine. Yeah, so this other time, back in the, in the student days, we were back, back home in Bloom. Well, we were in Bloom at the time, but we were home for holidays or whatever. So uh, we were at the, at the house of this lady. Not a house, but there was a commune. Um, his had left him with his room in some commune there, but there was some other lady who they shared the house with there, whatever. So it's me, him, and the, the housemate of the friend whose room we are, we are occupying. Mm. So, ah, we were partying that evening, whatever, having a good time, and then wanted to leave. But this lady mentioned that her friends are coming the following day. We're like, I'm trying to, we're not leaving anymore. Uh, this lady's friends are coming. Trying to wake up in the, we woke up in the morning. I remember I was wearing a white t-shirt, so it had some, had spilled out and stuff, yeah. Now woke up very early to go to the mall so that I can get a new t-shirt, so that I'm ready for... For, for the friends who are coming from Kimberley, I know the friends are coming from Kimberley. When she left in the morning to go to the butchery to buy the meat so that, uh, sure. you know what I mean, when you have visitors, festivities. Yeah, sure. Because the whole, like, the whole, all of us left just to go out and prepare for these friends who are coming over. <laughs> we come back, in fact, so we came, we came back before her, I can't remember what happened there, yeah, but there was a phone call, okay, the friends are here. Rushing back and kind of, we need to we need to get there on time before they start having too much of a good time. We're also part of the fight. I will get there and it's a group of gay guys. Even. Uh, <laughs> which you could have never foreseen. Which you could have never foreseen. Yeah. Like, all of them, uh, like, like I think there were four or five of them. Oh, shit. All of them. Uh-huh. Yeah, like I wanted to return that t-shirt. <laughs> Okay, but like, ah, whatever, bro. let's hang out with them anyway, <laughs> chill there, <laughs> chill there, and, and, uh, I'll hang out there. So, ah, wait, the wait, let me, let me, let me ask something. So, you know they're gay, how? Ah, I don't know, I discovered, they, they, they do say they're gay, I mean. Well, they did say. Yeah, they're very, they, they, they're openly gay, but I don't know how to put it, like, so it's just not hard to. Establishment, it is not <laughs> okay. Yeah. We'll, we'll round back to they're the gay guys, then they're gay guys. Each come on, they're gay guys. There's there's Eusebius Makaiza, then there's Tomizi, okay. And there's Lassizwe, and then Lassizwe. Look at Lassizwe. If if you mistake a limp, limp gay, it would be a mistake. <laughs> come on, so sharp. Oh, we hang out with them. We chill it all. Come on, sharp. You look at this, is this serious. Political analyst guy, and you find out later that he's gay. Look at some music, bra wearing silver clothing and wearing a wig. Uh, you know what I mean? So, yeah, they are gay. Uh, we, and, 
our assumptions were not wrong. So the starting point of the conversation, not the starting point, but ah, we end up talking about almost like uh, I guess questions we've always wanted to wanted to ask. Yeah. yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, but they, they sort of opened that conversation because you don't just walk up to someone and say sure and ask those questions. So they they were very open about that. So yeah. we speak about it. We have a little bit of fun about it. That's fun. I mean, one thing about those kind of flamboyant leaders, there are a lot of fun. Shame. That's the thing about them. They are known for being <laughs> fun and 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 out there. Party sharp. Ah, that conversation obviously ends. We're hoping we can talk about other things, like you say, we humans. We still have other human things to talk about. Not necessarily yes. serious things, but just other things. Other things, yeah. I'm telling you that whole afternoon, bro. All the conversations end up being talking about them being. I'm like, come on, guys. I'm sure there are other things you guys can talk about other than just being gay. Like that's all they could talk about. Who's who's out? Who which celebrities they're suspecting is gay? Oh, sure, uh, sure. You know what I mean? Sure, I'm like, sure. okay, guys, yeah. But I'm sure there are more interesting, uh, more other interesting things. Yeah, don't you guys watch soccer or something? Mm-hmm. Yeah, or whatever. Because we're talking about Ooh. celebrities. We could just talk about celebrities or music, whatever is sure. happening uh, in sure. the country. You know what I mean? The the the, mm. the showbiz or politics, whatever. All they could ever talk about. Uh, mm. All they could ever. Talk. You bring out whatever, man. NC. Ah, God, I would never. He will never get it from me. Like. <sighs> Okay, but uh, yeah, what about the fact that he's a secretary general? <laughs> what about that? <laughs> what about the <laughs> Like, I get that. Yeah, you, you're not giving whatever. <laughs> like, so the whole afternoon, it's like, ah, it's, it's too much. <laughs> it's too much. It's too much. <laughs> Which we yeah. never it was interesting for the first hour or well, a half hour. Like then we asked ask all the questions we needed to ask. Like, sure. Sure. sure, that's covered. Now we're all on the same page. But all yeah. of you couldn't bring up anything, bro. And then and, and didn't end up being about that guy being given a blowjob or some someone's ass being like this. Ah, I'm like ah, my goals. So you see, then then I will never hang out with them again. Not because they're gay, but because they don't have anything else to talk about. They're not interesting people to chill with. That's those part. guys, yeah. Yeah, mm. those particular guys, you know what I mean? Yeah. Mm. What you're saying, to a certain extent, I do agree with it, where when the most interesting thing about you is your sexual preference, you're really not an interesting person. If that's all, sure. that's all like, when when I greet you and we talk, and, and the first thing you, you tell me is your sexual preference, and that's all your, your selling point, Sure, sure. And you're not an interesting person because that's and we, it. That's we don't accept it of anyone else. Like we don't accept it of anybody else. Yeah. Like, it's not a thing we tolerate as human beings. This yeah. idea of a one-dimensional outlook. Yeah. And this person must just be like even when you meet a soccer guy, for example. Yeah. All you want to talk about is bitum ziman and yeah. down. You also say, ah, Marajo, come on. Yeah, sure. The first 30 minutes of you are still, like, you've always wanted to have a conversation with them about about that. If you meet a soccer person, obviously, you, what, how's it playing the PSL? How's it? What do you think of state of soccer in South Africa? You know what I mean? You can, but it will run out when you're going to be in the bus with them, let's say, for four hours. The first hour, so we can cover, mm. cover M10 soccer zone. <laughs> but the rest, come on, uh, you know what I mean? <laughs> So that's what you're talking about. So I, I see what you mean in that. And, and 
I haven't interacted with any other sexualities on this people like the gay guys we know. Even this transgenders that everyone's talking about, honestly, I've never met a transgender in real life, honestly. Which is what fascinates me about the whole thing, right? Yeah. And how... So, so what they end up, when they do that, which is what you're saying then, where everything that is about you is your sexual sexuality or sexual orientation, ah, I'm sure there should be more... Even if there is... Ah, just... Is it a point enough to rally around? So, so on that, yeah, I wanted to respond to that. So I, I, I don't know what you mean by a point enough to rally about, around, but for, for, for it to be a turned up as a movement, uh, well, there are, they, 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 they are um, clinical stereotypes, but especially in the township, right? So it's half you, there, there, there is a homophobia in the sure. world. It's something that sure. exists. So they, they, they are coming together, movement, it's not necessarily from from how I see it. It's not necessarily just to say, okay, our sexual orientation is so important that uh, my life evolves around it, which is which is what has become. But I think when it started, the origins of it was to sort of stand against that, to 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 say, no, oh, guys, just like you, everyone else, we have a right to do what we want with our bodies, to sleep with whoever we want to sleep with. So that's that's the origin of it, which is a good principle point to start to say, no, guys, you can't be murdering someone just because they decided yeah. to be someone of the same gen- gender, you know what I mean? But what yeah. has become is become there, what you're saying, that mm. you know, your life is about your sexual preference to a point where there's nothing else for you to have a conversation about other than that. Mm. Yeah. And I guess which heightens the sensitivity around such issues, right? Because the causes for those who are facing problems exists in a lot of places. The black lawyers, Abasa, <laughs> it's accountants who've got a gripe around how they've been treated as accountants and trying to open opportunities for themselves, whatever. But it doesn't become the the, the, the rallying personality of Abasa accountants, if you get what I'm saying. So I'm saying there is an issue which needs to be dealt with. I just don't think it is enough for the level of sensitivity that then comes after it. Because I say this to make an actual point now around why I think Chappelle is making a point. Not necessarily doing what you would call oppression or Olympics, mm. right? Yeah. But highlighting that the issues of existence here are not the same. They are different. They sit on different realms of what it means to be alive. Do you get what I'm saying? It's not so much about... So when, when, when you're a human being, right? you have a cultural aspect to your life. And uh, these cultural aspects get denigrated through a colonial sort of like regime, which really eats at the cultural ideas that you have about life. What does it mean to be alive? How do I construct of myself? How do I conceive of myself? Not just of how I enter into relationships with other people, but also how I make an existence of myself in the world. And what black people have faced over the last few years has been a denigration of those cultural uh, ways of existence. Not And don't think of cultural meaning Maslozi uh, or Christianity or whatever. Not, not like that, but like how, how you come to be, the essence of existence. What matters to you? How do you design your society do you design it with skyscrapers do you design it as hearts because those are the things that make us who we are as human beings the things that we choose 
as our cultural expressions in the society, right? But then when you've been taken and made a subhuman, so to speak, enough to be auctioned, right? You, I think, it's not necessarily oppression Olympics. Mm. The questions we are asking for me are quite different. Because even if black, uh, there's people who are being killed because they are because of the sexual preferences and, or the sexual orientation, I think this is probably the right word. Uh, what is happening isn't at the heart of living, as it were, or just the idea of being in these differences that we have, in this diversity. Do you get what I'm saying? Because the world then stuck, sticks a, a, a hierarchy of existence. Because, uh, for example, right, um, maybe... Uh, there's a lot of examples, but I'm trying to find a good one that can uh, make the point more more pointedly. Is that it's not so much about the prejudices that people are facing. I don't think that's where uh, black people are coming from, or even Chappelle in his. No, no, in, but but Chappelle sounds like he's coming from that. Chappelle sounds like he's talking about the killing of black people in America. I I, I don't see him making any other point bigger than that. It's a being a black person in America, the dangers you face. The chances of getting murdered by the police for for you know what I mean for just existing, I don't mm-hmm. hear him make another bigger point. Which if the, uh, if we can, we, if we, what I'm saying that if what I'm saying is correct, I don't see why that's not a different or a bigger conversation than the the than the gay community conversation because they are fighting about the same thing as well, being killed for being gay or being lesbian or any other uh, sexual preferences. Or for 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 being discriminated against because that's what Chappelle is. Chappelle's point sounds like that's the level is at. You can make that argument. I'm not saying you can't make that argument. I'm, I'm willing to engage it, but I don't feel like that's what Chappelle was going at. So I think he is uh, because the idea of the closer, for example, right? It's actually the closing bit. It's like it's like you're closing your set. So he's closing his set yeah. with a full special, essentially, right? But he's done this set over a number of specials. Do you get what I'm saying? Over a number of specials. So over a number of specials, he's dealt with the issue, came up with jokes about it, did full specials on it. But now the closer really comes as the closing part of this full body of work so which is why i think artistically i think it was really a smart idea to even think of it like that to close a a special with a special to close specials with a special i mean that the level of 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 ingenuity you have to come up with to come up with the jokes consistently over a long period of time is is actually genius but i guess we can get to the comedy side of it later but it's 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 he said a lot of other things before the stuff that he's then saying on 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 Tim Tur- on on what's the thing? No other specials. I think he's got like about four, four or five specials before this one, right? So he said a lot of things, and what he's doing with this one is that he's trying to close out all that other stuff. You're saying the name of the, what, the, what what name are you looking for? Was it another special that he, he said something? No, 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 no. It's just that he said a lot of other things before, because that other stuff speaks to what he then ends up closing with, right? So he's he's he said stuff like. Uh, People should take what he calls nigger lessons, but I think what is key in what in this in this special that he spoke is when Daphne then says, "I don't want you to understand me, right? I just want you to believe that I'm going through a human experience, yes, right? which, yes. 
which I which I find interesting because that is what he's saying. So he's not necessarily comparing like the oppressions in how I'm understanding him. He's explaining a nuance, right? Around what 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 does it take to be seen? Do you get what I'm saying? What does it take for other people to see what you're doing or your way of being in a similar way as they do the community? So he's asking the question. He's not necessarily saying, no, blacks are suffering the same way, even worse than the transgender community. He's asking a question, I think, because he then can says... I, can, I interject, can I interject? I'm not saying he's saying that. I don't know if this is a line. He said something the line, the line of when the, the transgender uh, community attacked him. He said something about we've been saying this or something like, almost like, sounded like uh, us we've been complaining uh, and, and raising our issues as black Americans and no one was sure. listening. But all of a sudden when the transgender community raises their voice, everybody listens. So what he's saying it sounds like what they're fighting about for the LGBTQI community as S+, plus, uh-huh. is what he has been fighting about for the black people or what black people have been fighting about in America. And mm-hmm. the, his argument is, how come they get to be listened to? And hence his argument that yes. uh, the chances are it's because it's white men putting, pushing this agenda. That's why it's an issue that is taken seriously. But he's, mm-hmm. he's not, he's not um, putting them against each other to say the black struggle is more important or more okay. severe. Or, but he's just saying, how come our same struggle that we were we were crying about over the years mm-hmm. was not taken mm-hmm. serious, but all of a sudden the transgender community, LGBTQI community comes along yeah. and theirs is mainstream straight away. So that's what I and, mean when I say it's would, comparing in that sense. Not not to say would you say it's Olympics then? Would you would you deem that uh, under tag of Olympics so, like so, so, uh, so Olympics? I still think it's Olympics, but not the Olympics of of the sufferings themselves, but Olympics of so, so, so not to say that the suffering of the black people, uh, it's Olympics of who matters more, like we, we, we are still oppressed as black people and we are so oppressed that when we cry about the same things mm-hmm. that our white people, what, what he believes are white people mostly in the LGBTQ mm-hmm. community cry about, they are not listened to. So it's still a, an Olympic of oppression in that sense, not to say the killings of black people is more or should, it's more severe than that of, of the gay community. But mm-hmm. today, we are so oppressed that our voices are not even heard, even when we are complaining about the same things. So I, 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 I hear the same thing, but slightly differently, right? Like that okay. while you are asking who matters more, yeah. you are actually bringing up the idea that this stuff is incomparable. It is easier to, to, to speak about prejudices and say people are being prejudiced to a point of being killed. It's much harder to talk about the essence of existence. What does it mean that your ancestors were paraded as property, right? It's a different thing to respond to in the mainstream idea like you would the idea of people are being prejudiced and there's transphobia and homophobia. I think the the dilemma still sits with the audience, right, about this question, not necessarily of who matters more, but when you ask the question of who matters more, you're actually asking of, okay, why is it so much harder? Because what happens 
post-colonial and slavery and whatever, is a much more nuanced and much more difficult thing to pin together like you would a prejudice. Do you get what I'm saying? Because I still say, I didn't see something on Comedy Hype about a gay comedian explaining the racism that he faced because he's a gay comedian. He's a black gay comedian. Okay. Do you get what I'm saying? So if you package these things together, ne, you will then say, hey man, this black guy is heavily oppressed. If you want to package them together as if the prejudices we are talking about here are the same thing. And not same in the sense of value or weight, but same in the sense of are we talking about the same thing? Apples and oranges is the difference that I'm raising here. That it's, you're not dealing with apples and oranges. You've got something which expresses itself within society in such a nuanced and difficult way that when you ask the question, who matters more? You're asking a much more deeper question than um, should... Uh, if, if, if if then then Chappelle says that if, if black guys were wearing booty shorts and baby oil, maybe they they would have a yeah. one. Their, 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 their voice would be. So I think you. It's not for me. You're not comparing things like you're valuing them in the same way. Like you're putting water in a scale and then you put a stone in the scale. You can put both these things on a scale, but you're not comparing the same things. Apples and oranges almost, because there's a nuance to the question of who matters more. And the idea that I spoke about above, about, okay, what sits at the character and personality of existence? Black people as they were, whether they were in Africa before they were taken in the transatlantic slave trade, whether they were in DRC when Leopold walked in, whether they were in South Africa when they were told they can't own land, right? Those questions that you're asking, they are not questions necessarily of simple oppression or prejudice. Now, these are things for me that sit at the heart of existence, of their ability to be in the sense that you can also imagine of a university or you can imagine of a way of dress. Uh, you, can, you can think of conceptualizing songs and music outside the, the stamp that you need at the Grammys because of a power dynamic that makes uh, our music almost like sit in the periphery of day-to-day a distribution across the world now you can tap into the materialism of it or the materialist sort of like understanding of it so i think for me you must at least accept the apples and oranges dimension between what 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 chapelle is bringing and he asks why was it easier for for cassius clay why was it easier for caitlin jenner to change from a man to a woman than it was for Cassius Clay to 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 move from Cassius Clay to to Muhammad Ali at the time. He makes a couple of a couple of references. And he does say my 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 problem has always been with white people. Not necessarily white people, I think, as people, but the ideas that they've brought into the world in the recent uh, 400, 500 years and their impact on who was human, who wasn't human. Who could be human? What could you do with the people that you didn't see as human beings? He starts off his other special as his impression of what he thinks the the the, the constitution, how the how he thinks the constitution of America was written. So he says he thinks one of the founding fathers of America said, "Shut up, nigger. Finish up that constitution. I want to go to sleep." <laughs> and the constitution of America starts off by saying, "We the people." holding these values to be true, say that all of us are human beings, right? So it's an impression that he says, the founding fathers of this country 
when they started this country, obviously they all had slaves, right? Yes. They didn't see these people as people at all. There's a documentary that Will Smith has been doing called Amend. It speaks about how long it took, Frederick Douglass moved and and, and all that stuff. So maybe my problem with listening to Chappelle has always been that I'm re- I'm I'm listening to him far beyond just the comedy that he does. Yeah, but don't you project age to him? Don't you add into his things that things that he doesn't say? Maybe not on the show itself, but I've heard him make the same points elsewhere. Yeah. Maybe that's why. Okay, the so the, maybe that's the project. Yeah. Maybe that's the projection that I'm making. Yeah. yeah. Maybe that's the. Projection. Can I ask you something that I've always wanted to ask? And and I I, I had this question again when I was listening to 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 um I write what I like on, on your channel. That these points are both leading to the same question. Yes, on the channel, audiobook masters on YouTube. Yeah, we must yeah. plug ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> now a little bit introduction is fine. Yeah. So um, Biko speaks of a black man in in, mm. in this singular form, which I find an interesting way. I think throughout the book, that's how he speaks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even called black people, he speaks yes. of a black man. Okay, yes, yes, yes. Which which is curious. Uh, okay, so park that that point and and let me bring up this one almost to juxtapose this these two things and, and to, to go to my question. Um I had someone criticize even the fact that there's an LGBTQI community, that they're not mm. even a community. Intersets have nothing to do with lesbians, lesbians have nothing to do with gender. They are not in your community amongst themselves. In fact, in 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 Chappelle's um tranquility, uh, he he does make a, a point about who in the community. What does who in the community think of the other? Yes, yes, that's, that's what the whole the bus analogy where in the, in the, in the car. front yeah. the driver is this next to them, and then way the back there is the bisexual because no one in that community likes the bisexual. But that's I think the point. The, yeah. That's on sticks and stones. That's on sticks and oh, stones. Sticks and yeah. stones, yeah. Whose thing is, is tranquility? It's also his, isn't it? Yeah, he's got, it's not called, it's, it is deep in the heart of Texas. Equanimity, equanimity. Equanimity, sorry, yeah, not tranquility. Yeah. Equanimity, yeah, equanimity, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's sticks and stones. But the point there, I think the underlying point is, uh, which is a point on the side to say, uh, they are not the same people. They still, yeah. they still just individuals. Well, I'm sure now they do, but I'm sure like when they would decide, uh, not des- well, there's also a big question on whether it's their choice or they bond like that. I don't know, but they so they don't hold meetings where they come together and then sure. sure in universities now they do. I'm sure there are societies that fails and all over of, of LGBTQI SS community. So the point there being. They, they are not a community because they have different struggles in and with themselves. Like even in, in South Africa, when in, in, in the townships where the gay communities, like that's where homophobia, I believe, is, is more rife. How, mm. how lesbian is looked at is not the same as how a gay person is looked at. It's not. They, they, they still suffer homophobia, but sure. in their own different rights. They, they have different struggles. And different exactly. Rights. Yeah. yeah. They... they 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 decide how they want to organize themselves. But these two points I'm trying to drive into. You keep talking about a black man who was stripped of of his power to be. But I, am I am I sure. correctly? Yeah. Their their sure. essence of being was taken mm. from them. They they their 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 essence of expressing 
themselves uh, culturally and otherwise was was yeah. stripped of them. They don't have that anymore, and that was taken by uh, over the years of, of colonization. Uh, yeah. like, am I saying your point correct? Yeah. yeah. And and similarly, uh, and and on the especially on the point of cultural, even within the black people, they still the L, the G, the B, and not not in the cases, but they still the Zulus. Uh, yes, there's still the Z, the Vs, the Ts. In a way that it, it you can boil it down and down and down. Where my question remains: What is this one black identity? What is it? This one overarching? Is there such a thing? Is there such a thing as a black man, as Biko calls he calls calls us a black man? Mm. Because in, that's the underlying tone when he speaks. A black man is like a unity of a black man. Mm. There's no a black man this, black man that, a black man, and which is something that also I, I've I've seen how when when the feminism movement was coming ar- around, that's yeah. another thing that the black feminist women were complaining about that their concerns are not taken into account because within a black man there's a black woman, there's a gay black man, a gay black lesbian, a you know what I mean, and and. The, the, and a Zulu black man, a Zulu, which culture value has implications. So where 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 is that place where it all comes together? So other than so, the fact that we had the same struggle in the past, because other than the, our history of uh, because when when the colonizers came to Africa, they didn't care. Mm-hmm. All we were, we were black, but amongst the black people, we knew we are not just one black man. Like pick up, mm. yeah. So where's that, where's that meet? Where's that central point where the headquarters of all that is being black is situated? So I I think maybe what then becomes uh, insufficient almost and almost uh, not not enough is is the tools that we can use to analyze this thing, right? Because the tools we then use are very postmodern. They are always covered in the language you are using the idea of a tribe and the idea of of, of a gay person also the idea of okay what, what is this one place and i don't think it's necessarily an issue of there can be a consistency of thought at any point about anybody about anything right but the idea of being alive without necessarily referencing yourself to other people outside of the people that you agree and are trying to move together with is 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 indisputable even when you then reference other 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 nations, so to speak, whether you're talking about the Europeans in their struggles uh, with with, for example, Nazism, which is an element that doesn't denigrate the idea of white people as it were or Europeans as it were, just because there was a, a rogue element or a guy who saw things quite differently from the rest, right? They were not necessarily in agreement because of sitting together and saying, our position as Europeans is this. But they could express whoever they were in a way that didn't need them to reference themselves in the way that you are saying these uh, differences are impediments. Because the overarching way of existence was, was, was not one that was in dispute. It's not disputed that you are alive and living and have got ways of thinking and ways of being, whether you are in Germany or you are in the Netherlands, whether you are in Russia, whether you are in England. It's stuff that we agree you can do 
because you are a nation in tune with itself, exercising its right to be. But then when you try to say and make it sound like uh, these differences are points of disunity, which make it difficult for people to be who they are, what you're actually referencing to in, in truth is that these categories, né, as opposed to being categories of life, like people who don't speak Finnish, they speak English, they don't speak German, they speak Dutch, those kind of things, right? As opposed to viewing it in that way, we view it as there's only one way of being. But the idea is that everyone within a realm of whatever experience you have historically should be within an umbrella of existence that is not questionable because of these minute differences and this search for the headquarters where we are going to be told this is how we must be, this is how we must be. Because what you are referencing is really the idea of a, of a colonial structure, right? Which sort of like sets terms of how you must be, whether you are a native, this is where you live, this is where you stay, these are the rules of existence, this is what you must do, you can't do this, you can't do that. I mean, the Christian uh, world has got a big issue on this, where people couldn't even go to church because they were dressed in, 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 in cultural garb, right? And that was a marker of them to be separated away from the Christian community and as such ostracized families were broken from in between. So the idea of disunity as a function that separates us is not necessarily one that I think it's true when you are talking about a nation in tune with itself. I mean, England does Brexit. It totally removes itself from the EU, but it has not stopped them from being a part of an existence. But Zimbabwe can't do the same, whether despite whatever happened there. The idea that we, we can create disunity amongst ourselves because we see things differently, right, is a fact of life, that we will see things differently. Né? But when we then start to try take this disunity and then view it as signs that, man, there is no one way to do this thing, for me, I'm reading it, and as I said, there may not be enough tools of analysis to look at this, but what I'm seeing it as a sign that the whole umbrella of existence does not exist, such that we see the minor differences that we may have. Because what's what's the point if someone is a lesbian? What's the point if someone is vendor? What's the point if someone is Zulu? They fall within a tribe. But the idea which follows from this historical uh, uh, experience that we share, which has denigrated our ability to be, this disunity is not the problem. It's because the bigger umbrella of existence does not allow us to even conceptualize the idea that we can be while we are different. So what we search then for is a unison sort of like idea of existence, which, 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 which does not exist anywhere. No nation does that. But so when you say a nation, then it's because you sound like you know, I, 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 so, so to, to, to rock our court, sort of mm. Um, you you speak of you make example with England exiting yeah. um, the European U Union, right? Mm -hmm. And there's an umbrella that they've agreed on, and that umbrella, umbrella even though it's arbitrary, man-made, whatever, but it's a border one called England. There is a country called England, mm. same as Zimbabwe, mm -hmm. and then there's South Africa. But when you speak of this nation, you sound like you're talking about the nation of black people. Which nation are you referring to? 
And what is this B that we, we I don't know, put it flippant titles to say this out on, but what is this B that would otherwise exist if it was not for, for colonialism? Oh yeah, no, there's because a lot. Because if things are, if things, because the way things are set up now, there mm. is countries, that, the world is set up in terms of countries, not in terms yeah. of racial groups. Yeah. So yeah. The, the one thing that unites my neighbor from this side to with my neighbor that says the fact that let's say they are British citizens. Yeah. It's not yeah. a race. So yeah. they can call themselves a nation. Yeah. Because they hold this identity book of this arbitrary geographical place called uh, England. Mm. Mm-hmm. So so to me it sounds like you 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 speaking of the nations as they uh. are right now, in, and, and you are almost speaking in an equivalent tone to mm. about the black people because if someone can say that they are still all English, whether the mm. other one supports Liverpool, the other one is gay, the other one is vegetarian, they are still allowed to be within this border that is England. Yeah, which yeah. Is kind of the point that you are coming to that. The, the fact that the other one is gay, the other one is a man, the other one is a woman, doesn't, doesn't stop them from being English, right? Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. But then there's that the central point that brings them together is the fact that whatever there's, they have the government, the, the home affairs that, and they were born in this geographical, geographical area. England. Yes. Mm, mm, so, mm. so I take your point about, and I, I was not making that point about, I, I was not saying. In fact, my question was also to to poke holes on that to say. We can still be, and I, I advocate for that idea that people should be allowed to be, continue black, vegan, lesbian, mm. more than welcome. Uh, if you want to be this and that, if you identify as this, that, and the other, you are more than welcome. And and what you're saying is that doesn't stop you from being part of the umbrella of being black. Yeah, yeah. What I'm saying, and you're saying where is that umbrella? Because um, because that umbrella, what, what to, to me the, the Umbrella of black doesn't exist. Yeah. In this in this conversation, the same way that the umbrella of England or Germany or Zimbabwe. Sure. Because as arbitrary as they are, those umbrellas, as made as man-made as they were, they are, they exist. Yeah. They can be pointed to. Yeah. So so that's 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 what makes uh, for me uh, colonialism such a such a colonialism, particularly in South Africa as well, apartheid such a difficult concept and i think i started with saying the tools of analysis may be insufficient because the cross comparisons we're making is probably best placed in the middle of burkina faso okay in the 1980s when uh thomas sankara is is, is the president of burkina faso right um and the first thing that he says is important for the people is he changes the name of the country from i don't remember what it was called um well i remember the name uh so burkina faso actually means land of the upright people okay. right that's what it means so that's the first thing that he does when he gets into what, power what language is what language do you speak in it's 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 is it called Bukinabe, or they're called the Bukinabe people okay. but um it's a language of 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 it's it's a language. Uh, I don't I don't know if the language is Burkinabe, but there's a language which is Burkina Faso. Okay. They were before they were called the Upper Volta, okay. a French a French colon. Mm-hmm. 
So he steps in into the the the, the presidency of of Burkina Faso in the early 1980s. He was president for about three years. Some of the first decisions that he then takes is that they must not take any debt from their colonial powers. He goes to France, he tells them, U.S. must remove yourself from us as a people. If we owe you anything, we are not paying anything that we owe. And of course, there are some sanctions that he then faces. He then goes to his people, he's like, comrades, if we are to live, we must take uh, our own destiny into our own hands. We must take our destiny into our own hands. As a country. Uh, as, 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 a, as, a, as a country. Yes. Right? But this is a country that follows from a colonial regime, right? That sure, the French sure. colonial. But because they can find themselves within an idea of geographical space, he's got the capacity to even change the name of the place from Upper Volta to, it's called actually called the land of the incorruptible people. Some decisions that he takes is that ministers must stop driving fancy German cars, they must drive small cars. <laughs> even in fact, apparently at some point he was even saying that they must share between ministries because it's not like they are doing much with the blue light brigade that we then have in South Africa. But he, he, he leaves us with something which says, he who feeds you will control you. Yeah, well. So this black oh, nation... You know, that's a Moretti concept, basically. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's the Moretti concept, yeah. So the Moretti concept is very clear in his uh, assessment of things. So while this black nation might not meet at... A, a, a conference or have geographical space where they can start rallying around in themselves in the geographies. Sankara exemplifies what happens when you understand the umbrella. It means when you are in your geographic space, like Sankara, decisions you take about how you can be in line with the historical experience that you have of colonial interference, of he even said the people must start making their own clothes with the stuff that was coming out of their own country. That's what he wore. He was not interested in referencing himself with other people. He was a modest man who died with a bicycle and a guitar, simply. That's he said that is what he had, right? So and he said people he said people must make their own clothes. Not like necessarily make them, but uh, let's not import things we can do ourselves here. Okay. Right, but did he, was he legislate? Did he legislate that? Or what, what yes, he, he legislates it. It's he's the president, but only for three, three and a half years, I think, before he's assassinated by the colonial French colony as well, because he was also starting to become a little bit disrespectful to them, telling them the truth about the historical impact of what they've done in his country and how he's trying to change it. He increases vaccinations, health. Why, why did they say? Why did they say they killed him? I'm sure they. they what was that? It was an assassination. It was an assassination. In fact, he was killed by a guy, Blaise Compradore, who's actually being, uh, he's being tried now. He was a friend of his. This friend of okay. his. Oh, this is, this, is a, this is a fellow countryman. This is a fellow countryman who killed him. Okay. His friend, not even just a countryman, like his friend. friend yeah, his, yeah. Who they were in the trenches together. He also wanted power. So part of the reasoning is that this idea that Sankara is coming up with, he started to fagaz it at the AU, right? Okay. That comrades, we, we can't continuously be held hostage by the former powers who were so instrumental in our own detriment. 
we must start bringing to the world our own ideas, our own sense of existence. And Biko touches it well at the end of chapter 14, where he says what we can give the world is a more human face. Ideas that we have about how do people relate to each other, whether it's Ubuntu or something else, should be philosophically understood within the realms of a Hegelian approach of dialectics. It should be thought of when you talk about Immanuel Kant, I think therefore I am philosophers of Ubuntu who were there should also contest the space in the modern university. Mm. And that is what that is what Sankara is calling for, right? That we must live. But Sankara had an advantage, right? He had a geographical space, as you're saying, where he could start instrumentalizing these ideas. And that is something where colonialism and apartheid destroy even the idea of a community. But Sankara tries, he gets assassinated, which is not a problem. Well, it is a problem. But once he's gone, Black people across the world understand the value of what he was attempting because they understand, not because they went to a conference together. They understand what becomes the impact of a colonial oppressive experience, whether they're in the States, they're in the diaspora, they're in Africa. Those of us who are now reading the literature now, I mean, it's only 1980. It was there in 1980. What he tries has not been tried anywhere else before. But I would say, that exemplifies what would be if the umbrella approach was understood. You can't necessarily locate yourself in a geographical area, but you do have elements, whether it's you and the family around you, standing up for what you think is your way of existence. In South Africa, it baffles my mind, for example, just the idea of speaking all 11 official languages in the corporate world, even to end your your email with for example, right? Not the, whole, a, not the whole body of the email. I don't even want the whole body of the email. Mm. Because regards in Chile means nothing to you. I know that. Mm. You don't even know what that means. Right? Mm. <laughs> For me, you are being yourself when you can speak in line with the experiences that you have in the world. That's what it is. So not looking for a conference of black people, but that you can fall within the umbrella, understanding that we've lost a lot of ourselves. There's a need not necessarily to be nostalgic, but to be without feeling like you are stepping on people's... I mean, I've seen this in meetings, people trying big words that they can't pronounce, as opposed to expressing themselves in a country with official languages, to speak officially, because you are speaking official, despite corporate culture. I mean, corporate culture will tell you the dictates of what it must do. But I'm not even saying take the body of the email. I'm saying end your email with something that makes sense to you, because kind regards doesn't make sense. Yeah. We all found it when we yeah. started typing emails. So yeah. that's 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 where now I, I say you are now expressing yourself in line with the experiences that you have. And when you are black across the world, you understand transatlantic slavery. You understand what happened with King Leopold in the DRC. You understand what happens in Algeria to France Fanon. You understand what happens to Bigo here in South Africa. This experience of being dehumanized purely on the color of our skin is not a Black Lives Matter issue as far as I'm concerned. I would even put them at the back banner of solving this thing, right? It's BC, Black Consciousness sort of like touches on it a little bit more in a way that for me is much more palatable because we do have, we we did have ways of raising children. But it's not without being nostalgic though because now it sounds like we can only draw what what that means from looking back at what was done initially. Not, necess- not necessarily. So I, I reference it to make the point that 
ways of existence have always been there. Human yeah. beings have always had different ways of seeing how yeah. to live. But, but where, where else do you draw that from? Where else do you... Now, if I want to... Um, for example, now I just had a child. If I want to know what does a process of naming a child, what rituals are involved in naming a child as a Tswana guy, as a black Tswana guy, means... Where do I draw that from? If not from looking back at how my ancestors did it. Oh yeah, are sure. You saying, but, are you saying the reason I can't answer that question is because it's exactly your point? Is that what you're trying to both, get through? Both things that we can't answer because our stuff has not been documented. But at the same time, to ask yourself that question, it is also to start a process of organizing your life around how naming can work from here on going forward given your experience of being of not having the answer to that question in the past so now here you must also try to enforce your way of living going forward and not just sit and say no i will google names that will be easy for white people to pronounce as can be the case with black people across the world right that i know as long as white people can pronounce it, it's a better name I've, I've heard kids here in the church who've got vendor names tell me that they don't like their names because why their friends cannot say them uh, white people, white teachers at school cannot say them. You see something like that. I mean, for me, that's eating at what you can do, how you can live, how you feel like you can express yourself within a society. So it's that we, we, we can't reference back. I'm not saying we must, but we must be assertive enough to conceptualize also being, also contributing, <laughs> also bringing in thoughts and ideas. It's, it's a tough battle, but we must be able to.